Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the LJLOU's Christmas special podcast. I feel like this is where we're meant to have Christmas music, but we still. Wait, not I might quite... have something in the background. Let me check. We've not quite updated. <laughs> stream to... with boughs of holly. Tra la 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 la. You're out of time, but that'll do. That's that's perfect. Welcome, everybody. I am Alex. I'm actually got by Mars One on the internet. I will be one of your three lovely co-hosts of her. Okay. <laughs> if you get us DMCA'd, I'm going to be very upset, but that's amazing. I love it. I'm pretty sure Universal like, owns all of these music okay, things, well, right? Just very quietly on in the background. For you know, you can't bit. say like you can't sing um, "Happy Birthday" in a public environment because yes. Universal own it. It's yes, like I didn't know that. It's so stupid. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, they, they, yeah. anyway. they deliberately don't allow Disney to use it. They have that's to right, Disney yeah. has to own "Happy Birthday" song because uh, oh. just be petty towards Disney. That man there just talking is Sam Initialize Habgood. Yes. Welcome, sir, to the podcast. Glad to be here. Glad to, it's a bit of a surprise. We've, we kind of decided, you know, mm. there's been a lot of LGL drama and it's kind of been nice to get back and chatting about league stuff. The off-season has, has dragged on. It's, As... been, it's been a bit of a wild ride and I'm quite glad to come back to, to known shores for a little bit. Yes. It's it's nice to be back in a certain place, a safe environment, <laughs> especially when the world is in a rather scary place this... once again. Oh well, Alas. but thankfully the 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 beautiful jawline of Alex Nymera Habgood is here to save Freshly us shaved. from that. So <laughs> your beautiful haircut is here as well with your brothers. How are you doing, sir? Uh, off season is a special kind of horrible at times with like. <laughs> Um, a lot yeah. of stuff in EU obviously going under a lot of changes with, you know, some potential jobs being up in the air and all this other stuff. So it's like, exactly. it's definitely been um, a right. rough inter introduction to the reality of off-season for, for, for broadcasts. Because we know we know mm. it can be harsh for, 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 for players, but, you know, like, as much as I'd like to think I understand, I'm, I, I was very naive and it kind of took me a little bit uh, blindly. So there's been a lot of... Opportunity, a lot of excitement, a lot of anxiety to go alongside that. However, on the whole, I'm doing pretty well. And yeah, it kind of feels pretty pretty good, pretty satisfying to come back to LGL stuff because as much as we've been caught up in that storm, we've got like this little eye of the storm in the middle of it where we're kind of we're kind of safe and we're, we're cozy. And um, yeah, a bit more familiar territory. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we all recommend grab a tea, grab a coffee, I've get some snacks, <laughs> get comfy because... Uh, we're just going to talk about some roster moves mm. from around the LJL and some other stuff. But before we get into that, let's just check in with one another and see and just have a catch up and update people. Yeah, it's been a while. What we've been doing. And I'm going to come over to you first, Nymera. You were the one that yelled out, yeah, let's go. So let's yeah, go. okay. What have I been doing? Uh, stuff. Um, I have to keep things vague, all this other stuff. Um, Ooh, but... Yeah, obviously, you know, a couple of podcast episodes ago, which actually encompasses quite a lot of time, if you think about it. I, I went full-time as a caster, um, mm -hmm. you know, after the academic year ended for for us here in the UK. And yeah, there's uh, some exciting things on the horizon. So keep your eyes out on, on that side of things. Um, besides streaming a bit, that, a bit more. Yeah, I have a little bit, or I did for a short amount of time to to do some stuff. And then I um, kind of burned out on that a little bit, as I, as I do, because winter's horrible. Um, I did do... An Ari every role stream, so I played Ari in every role, as in not play, played to win. I had to get a win in each one. And I ended up yeah. doing all right. One first time on Ari Jungle, somehow, some way, it was a really fun stream. Got to kind of sit and play with a load of friends, which I haven't done for a while. 
Um, and that was really cool. So that's largely been me kind of navigating the off season, doing a bit of streaming, trying to keep myself going. Um, that's about it. Nice. Myself, I've mostly been doing like uh, IRL working stuff. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. which has been all right. It's been good oh, fun. Yeah. Keeps me keeps me occupied, especially uh, on some of these weird times, especially with off season. Yes. I've got a lot of more time just in general, so it's uh, it's nice to just be kind of keeping some of my time occupied. Outside of that, been playing a bunch of D and D once a That's week really cool. with a group, Beautiful. which has been a lot of fun. Um, even done that, and as you can tell, ladies and gentlemen, I have moved, so I'm in, I'm in a different environment. So um, this is still the nice. same. Been the same for two years. <laughs> I do kind of wish yet. I had that though. But <laughs> all over the place. I'm an explorer. Hmm. Um, still playing Final Fantasy. Haven't had as much time, but basically with Endwalker, I will definitely be back onto it all. I'm. Uh, just been busy, busy, busy. Yeah, that's just been me. Sam, how you been? What you been up to, buddy? Um, kind of a weird mix of like, similarly to Alex, some some interesting opportunities that shall not be named. Been been mm. talking about, and you know, potential plans for next year. All of that kind of stuff's been really exciting, but quite stressful. A lot of a lot of decisions to make, but I think mm. they have in the end come through to something pretty exciting that. When the time is right, there'll be more to talk about. But that's been really cool, but obviously quite a lot of work as well. Uh, been taking a bit of time to play some games I don't have a chance to. So finally got through uh, things like Ruined King. I never got to. I got chance mm. to Oh, play I played a lot of Ruined King, actually, yeah, thinking I, about it. I have <laughs> playing through the world ends with the second world ends with you, which I put off for half a year. Finally had a chance to put a bit more time in that. It's not the first game, never was going to be, but it's a wonderfully mm. lovely experience. You can tell it's a really worthy successor to the original, which is difficult to say because I mean, for me how great that original game was aside sure. from that went on holiday with some friends for the first time in a very long time uh, a lot of my music friends basically hired out a barn near ipswich brought a load of instruments and we just jammed for a week it was utterly amazing um gonna go play with some of them for one of them is uh getting married well got married oh. last year but is getting married on monday so a load of us uh in the band or one of the bands he's got three of them because uh, all of us, all of our friends are music friends. So he basically just organizes all into various bands for the reception. Uh, so playing on Monday for that. So going to travel tomorrow to, to go start up for that, which I'm really excited for as well. Right. I've been spending most of the day learning. It's the wedding bells. You can hear them already. <laughs> oh, learning. I yes, I've, been, I've been, been learning. I get like a um, couple of them per podcast and just make sure I use them early. So, you know, yeah. you're free now. You oh, yeah, 100%. Them, but, yeah. Yeah, it's great. I've been learning, been learning some music for that as well. So that's kind of been the most of it. Is a mixture between music, holidays, prepping for next year, a little, little bit of riding here and there, uh, and actually a bit of chance to play some video games for the first time in a while. Fantastic! Sounds like we've all been Ooh. able to kind of take a bit of time for ourselves lately and kind of uh, enjoy the off season for what it what it actually is. Because Survive gentlemen, the off season. <laughs> it's uh, well, we've not got much longer till that off season. We've got a announcements throughout this podcast we've got some things we're going to talk about mm -hmm. but first things first gentlemen it's time to shill what nymera what would i like people to do if they are oh. on youtube right now is it weird that i can remember this after months of not doing a podcast where i couldn't remember like after doing so many weeks in a row i want you to like comment and subscribe <laughs> i can't believe it took me like a good dozen podcasts of completely forgetting that a massive break to finally remember that like 
So if you want to like praise me and support me in my my memory deeds, do that. Like, comment, subscribe, give us a rating, give us everything. He he's actually gonna really need it as well because I don't know if it's just me, but uh, initialize is uh is, is Nymera a little crackly. He is quite crackly. He's a little. I'm just saying. Look, look. I know it's a season of crackers, but that that's a bit intense, man. You know, oh, like... mate, crackling is one of my favorite unhealthy good. things. Oh, <gasps> it's still there. Are we good? Go on. No. Oh no. We... No, we're not. Oh no. Save Nymera. Look, look he, he's, 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 not, he's not happy. Looking at his face. I'm getting yeah. that notification look, bell for every time. Ev for every two. subscriber. It sounds completely fine on my er my end. What? Maybe it's Wait, Discord. just disconnect just... and reconnect on Discord, maybe. Okay. Come back, come back. Be here, um, I promise. You can see his microphone. I'm really, I'm really hoping it's okay. Oh, no. Nope. It sounds completely fine on stream, so I have no idea. Um, okay. Well, really? Fine. So it's just Discord? I can we'll listen to my own mic. We'll okay, Kirby, Kirby, it's just us. We've just got to deal with Robot Nymera. Maybe it's we us, Lexi. Maybe, 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 it, maybe we're, we're no, I am not the robot no. here. <laughs> I'm... Mm. It's not me. Um, anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking over some of the most recent news. We are going to be doing a proper episode when season three of our podcast will be starting at the very beginning of the spring season. This is kind of just a filler episode, a special one, so we can kind of gush and talk about uh, things we really want to talk about, especially. And gentlemen, we actually have to hold a vigil, not a wedding, a vigil. Yeah. Um, because Arya has left the LJL, he has left DFM, and has signed to be the starting mid laner for KT Rolsters. Congratulations to him more than Absolutely. anything else. But because yeah. man, like, it's sad. Because yeah. let's be honest, I could rant about not rant. I could I could stay on this topic for a very long time, and I know I said a lot of stuff on Twitter at the time as well. But like the the first thought is actually really really happy for Arya because. Um, he deserves it. He's a great player. Awesome player. We mm -hmm. knew he was the best that the LGL had to offer. We, we knew that. Um, and we knew he'd be very lucky if he stayed for, for the LGL. But it would also be holding him back on an individual level. So hopefully, gives him a chance to really shine. I mean, that, that's basically where I'm at as well, right? Like, this guy is a, is a wonderful talent. Um, and in, in the end, it was always going to come down to a bit of a decision for him between whether he was... Oh, let me know if this mic works better on Discord, by the way. Oh. It is. What? How you it's, fixed it? I just changed what was input. That? Incredible. <laughs> well, thank you for. There you go. He's, he's back on our end. He was never a problem on stream, but uh, the, the Roboto on Discord has disappeared, and that's great. The glitch um, in the matrix. What is, is what is what is a mixture of emotions is still Aria leaving? Because I mean, it's an amazing opportunity, right? Like it's going to make Alex very challenged because, of course, he he's uh, a big fan. No, but he's joined the rival. He's joined KT. He's in the telecom war. It's going to be like mom and dad fighting for Alex. It's going to be a disaster. Yeah, um, yeah. it's going to be yeah. a rough one. Yeah, so he he's gonna have some serious trauma. I'm, I'll make sure to video what it. What do you mean? For, for, um, I'm actually didn't people. know that those two played. Those teams don't play each other, right? They they just no, like no, they, no, it's they, just it's just okay, white yeah. noise don't for about him, guys. I'll tell him. a best of three's length of time. Just blank noise, right? Yeah, um, and like yeah, but the, you know the the thing is this is this is the this is the deal when you are a minor region. Uh, and yep. you've got an incredible talent who isn't endemic to your region either. This is not a Japanese mm -hmm. resident. This is a Korean import who has basically proved that this guy is world class, and that was always going to put his value up. And he, could I mean, have, and that the was way, that was always going to be difficult to hold on to. 
the way that he ended worlds by killing Faker in a 1v1, right? Like, that's those. how you get the cherry on the top. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to make LJL history here. So everyone will talk about and know this team. Like, it goes down in history. It was maybe one of the best worlds, um, like, we've ever had. And the fact that DFM, minor region, doing this kind of thing, and he was a part of that role. So yeah. he was the key to solving something the LJL, and DFM especially, ha couldn't do Time and time again, this roster came together. It was the super team. We called it. We got it. It felt great. Aria was a part of it. We pegged Aria as like the next coming, oh, yeah. and then no other player came in and elevated our region. We and we had seen people come in and elevate things, especially yep. in Aria's time. Like Boogie is the first name that yeah, jumped to good. mind. Like we've had Ebby here for years, Ganga. right? Yeah. But Aria was just something special, yep. right? For sure. Um. Because, yeah, no, there, there have been, like, eras of certain players doing very well. Of course, we had Ramane on, in terms of home, home of ground. Yeah, before. Saros, Saros and Ebi, of course, have been, been more of a, a uh, kind of like a recent kind of duo, right? I guess they, they came together in 20, 2018, and then, oh. like, 20, 2019, we had kind of Gango. It's slotted into that roster as well. Like, yeah. we've had some star players, but... Well, the Blank Empyrean yeah. era as well, along yeah. the time. And, and actually, in fairness to him, Arya's given three years of his career to the LJL. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a long time for a league player, especially oh, for a minor team. region. And two of those years were on CGA, which was never likely to, to win the LJL. It was never likely to get to, to um, like, international competition. But he's given a hell of a lot for the LJL. So for him to have this payoff of actually being put into the LCK... Having that moment in the limelight and um, being able to kind of like put yep. himself actually up in one of those montage plays and be like, actually, minor region achievements, DFM with Aria. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll fight you on a little bit because 29 CGA was a legit contender. They were really good. Back Regular the season, season, they were. Regular yeah. season. I would argue that. I'd argue that summer it sure. kind of fell apart at the end. I, but, I, yeah. I, I can grant you that. Yeah. And, and, and like, and that's kind of the right. Like, he's been on a contender, but not the winning team. He's been on a team that was. Him or bust in 2020. Oh, because you can say 2020 I, summer too. Actually, DFM, it was incredible. Yeah, yeah 2020 you know, summer as well. You know, they would like they would like the the coin flip, but like the weighted coin flip. That's how yeah, we kept they referring were, to them. They, yeah, but Unica wasn't yeah. the Unica we're going to be seeing coming in this, this year. We'll it's not the later. same Unica, and that's the one we wish we had back in 2019. Yeah. Boy, oh, if they if they had that. No. That team genuinely, and also, remember, gentlemen, it was the old playoff system, not the new one that we're used to, not the defining one that we mm. adore with the six teams making it through. It was a top three only making it through, so it was a lot tougher, extra week as well of regular games. Just Fairly sure semifinals and finals happened on the same day in the old system, too. I'm not like, like, it was, yeah. it was literally, oh, it was, like, best yeah. of five and best and it was, like, wait, it was an extra week. Everyone played yeah. um, everyone three times. That's why. Oh, it's it 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 the best of one triple round robin not a double round robin but yeah, yeah unica came in summer 2020 as well because we had um, I believe, yes we had who was the jungler in the first part was it yoshi yoshi who, oh. who really struggled right he really yeah, struggled. Very, someone who, re yeah. who really struggled and then but then, like, unica came in but like wasn't awesome was oh. kind of a bit invisible but then blah but then now and he'd be, the thing is he'd been around him. for ages mm. he'd been on axis beforehand as a substitute yeah. like He's just one of these players that's been cooking in the fridge. But anyway, we'll get on to him in a moment because, gentlemen, we need to talk about another player that's left us. And actually, a huge name when we consider everything. Because, yeah. Alex, can you go over to a special little tab? Because I think this is an appropriate moment to bring it up. Uh, Our all-star players, ladies and gentlemen, Hoglet has left us. He's actually returned to a former team of his back over in the LLA of the All Knights. Um, and honestly... Coming to you first, initialize. Um, 
this was a player who only kept improving up again and again and again and really came into his own in 2020. Oh, no, 2021. Yeah, he, he, he really did. Um, he had an interesting time on Axis, and I don't yeah. think it's one that's necessarily going to be all roses, but actually he, he managed to fight against... But the 2020 Miracle situation. Run, man! Exactly, he may help. Exactly, he makes the Miracle Run, and even in this <gasps> year, like... With the likes of, of of Honey at the time, who who like sort of like came from being a a decent but like otherwise unmentionable AD carry on the Hawks in 2020 to being a legitimate monster. I mean, I think he had the highest worldwide DPM stats of any starting ADC, but in summer 2021, like that, that this kind of monster carry. And the, the other side of that was Hoglet, who was always so good at getting things rolling in an early game when 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 there wasn't an opportunity for for access to get rolling it was often basically saying hoglet going Mutt, fine i'll do it myself taking a ganking yeah. jungler like volley bear and running people over mm. and he really did have a chance with a little bit more carry potential from other places to really shine in 2021 he really did show up and he still had that kind of playmate not necessarily purely playmaking but like movement potential where he would get things rolling on the map he'd be the 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 spark to get things happening was, yeah and he was mm. he was a and, and that was a big deal for that team and i'm very excited to sort of potentially see him uh making sure go of it again in the lla of course we're, we're sad he's gone but it's good to have it it's good to see that he's he's moving on to, to good teams as well and i mean obviously on that image there are some other players we will come to as well do you want to do you want to talk about that now or do you want to do you want to just I mean, do you want to say on... any anything about that's Hoglet? True. That's true. Sorry, that's true, actually. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Because actually, Hoglet, for me... We had so many good we moments did. with Hoglet. Because mm. we started in 2020 spring. Hoglet was, like... He was pretty f***ing trash. He was. <laughs> like, he was literally probably the worst performing player in the LGL in, like, the first two weeks of 2020 spring. So. And it was not pretty. Um, yeah. He was playing Rek'Sai when no one else was, which was okay. We liked the draft. It was like Rek'Sai Rise when no one was playing Rise. And you just dive into turrets and just randomly die. And it was like, it was getting quite hard to cast a lot of those games because it was just like, look, he's just inting. Like, he's just, he's it was just like, you it knew you were playing against Axis. Yeah. But then, um, <laughs> but then actually, you know, like a lot of the runs which we had starting with him, you know, the Miracle Run in spring, a lot of the best games in summer too. Remember the Miracle Run in spring, I believe, or it might have been the one in summer, started with like beating a rampant Sengoku. And this yeah. is when Sango looking yeah. awesome. Picks in the volleyball, like Sam was saying, instantly Wasn't just that like... was a super weak game? I think that was super weak, and you think they just killed Pyrion on cooldown when Pyrion was like the unkillable That's mid. That's right! That yeah. was that was mental. mental game! Yeah, yeah. Did so yeah. like, again, yeah. That, 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 that was kind of like Hoglet at his least consistent, right? Like, you'd have <laughs> these games, like, you knew he would go for a play, and there was something yeah. about that ability to just say, screw it, nothing else is going to happen on this team unless I make it happen, and him going for it. And sometimes it looked atrocious and sometimes it looked good. A little bit of a thought perhaps towards someone like Cassin, who had a similar kind mm. of mm. carry or bust potential, though obviously very slightly different vibes. Hoglet was Hoglet's God still damn it. different style. Take take but flash on Carthus, you fool. Ah <laughs> 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 uh, That one V V three game is still gonna give me nightmares, I tell you. It's like, oh, he's not taking Flash versus Leona. Wow, the Leona ult hits him and loses the Levi still runs exhausted. Yeah, it's a bit flash. different when you get hit by Leona ults and literally lose your team in the game because he can't get soul. Anyway, so like I mean, obviously that was like a lot of our early impressions of Hoglet. That was talking about Cassin very briefly there for those of you who just jumped into that part of the conversation. But um, when we kind of come through to this year, though, it was something which we hadn't seen, which was like real consistency. And that's like, I actually can't remember any other split where Axis has been like consistent. 
And actually, even like, even in spring, well, there's actually, never been one that the, we know of. Even ever, in spring, actually, in their history. Well, remember they uh, finished like bottom with like three wins and a best of one triple round run with like twenty one games. They were three wins and like every damn split, which is low numbers. Um, and even in spring, actually coming in into this season, like Axis struggled. But like coming into summer, I I don't know what happened to Hogler, but he looked like a man on fire. He was just like he was off the. He was he was incredible. Like even in the games where like you could kind of pull him aside and say, "Is he kind of insane?" There was a Diana game where I'm like, "Oh, maybe whatever." I kind of pulled everyone back on that. Was like, because we were on desk, I was like, "Look, look at the KDN." I'm like, "Yeah, but he was the one person making plays. If they were going to win that game, it was through that kind of mindset, and that's the kind of mindset I loved to see from him in this split. It was so fun to see." Yeah, he was truly phenomenal. Um, he elevate he he elevated not only in a spot when honestly there was an interesting question that a lot of us had going into twenty twenty one of who's going to fill the jungle void or is it just going to be Steel's jungle and that's going to be it and yeah. that was a, that was a genuine concern that the three of us had going in and we actually have multiple junglers step up. Hoglert was one of them that really Definitely. came in. Um. And talking about a player that was alongside Hoglet, because we must move on. Honey from Axis yeah. as well. He was the he if you want to say that Hoglet got to pop off, Honey was the anchor that the team needed. And I hate to say that I called it and predicted it, but uh, <laughs> I absolutely fucking did, ladies and gentlemen. I called this kid when I first saw him coming into the league, and I'm like, this kid's gonna be big. He promptly went off and changed everything, led minor region in in just every score imaginable that an AD carry should do, and also shouldn't just sometimes, because he's just that freaking good with a bunch of rookies around him. Hoglet being there for also consistency's sake, and Axis just had a method, and they, they went so much further than any of us could have imagined. Honey has stayed, he's moved to Sengoku Gaming, He's left um, Axis and, man, three years for this guy. Year number three, we're coming in. Three different yeah. teams, and he's only getting better and better each year. He, he really is. I think this, this was the year that actually made him. He was, as I yeah. said, relatively... You know, he, he was fine, but, like, unremarkable was probably the term I'd say on his first stint on the, on the Hawks. And then this year, he, he absolutely exploded, and, and all puns intended. Like, his jinx was literally kind of it yeah. was almost a crime if you didn't ban it or have a have a strategy against it was that good jinx from arcane so actually was just honey was this just whole honey. season exactly like honey i shrunk the health bars will, will be forever a call i will hold on to for this guy because he is just so good at points um and i'm excited to see what he can do on a new team he's moving to obviously a team that's been willing to make oh, some yeah, yeah. big moves in previous mm. years mm. um i think them and the hawks probably the two are newer orgs in in the in the LJL that have been willing to try to commit to making some contending teams. Um, and I, I think there are a couple question marks on the Sengoku roster, but I still think if the pieces align, there's some real damage this squad could do. And I'm really excited to see what Honey has in store for him in 22. Um, he was really good on the hyper carries. I'm curious to see whether he can kind of do the same, maybe with a bit more, bit of a different meta change to, to, to really smash it out the park in 22 as well. Yeah. What about you, Nomera? Honey, what a guy. I just remember that first split in that last place Hawks roster where he was playing MF and he didn't get a single win on it, even though it was his most played champion. Ugh. And like, it was, and, 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 you know, at the start of the split, like, this was the kind of point where like, we were doing analysis, but it's like, 
kind of like baby's first analysis where we just kind of like throw a dart at the dartboard and just see what we could do. And I was like, oh, these players are going to be great. And then I got really lucky with Ari. I'm like, Ari is definitely the best player, all this other stuff. And eventually that kind of paid off. And then Lexi mm -hmm. had this guy called Honey and was like, yeah. bit shit, isn't he? <laughs> it's a bit, it's not doing very well. Oh, he's, he's losing a lot of his fortune. He's getting caught out of position a lot. Well, it did take a year. It did take two splits, but... I don't know what more you can ask from a player than, than Honey's given. Like, um, there was a real change in the Axis roster this year. And again, Hoglet is included in this too, where um, they were kind of moved out from rosters with more veteran personalities around them, put into somewhat of a leadership role, or rather surrounded by more new talent. We don't actually know what the shot calling side of things was, was like on that. At least I don't. Um, mm. But it just... I don't know. Maybe maybe leading it from what we remember seeing from yeah, uh, the Axis but... uh, actual personal vlogs that they've done on YouTube. But I think the the way that I would char characterize the way that those two played in particular was just being much more free, much more played to themselves. Um, they weren't Very selfish. Um, in a way, part part of it's this some is somewhat selfish, but. <laughs> The way I'd say is more like more free to do as they see right, right? Mm. So like that can be playing more supportive when when it comes to it, but it's more like their vision of the game was given to them. They weren't forced to play by someone else's book. They weren't forced to play, you know, some kind of compromised style. And you have to do that to any to some extent in any team, right? Yeah, but the yeah. fact that Honey got to the play play the way he wanted to, Hogler got to the play the way he wanted to was so important to these guys and. I have to say, I'm really sad this Axis roster hat. Well, I mean, we've already talked about Hogler and Honey, but like, we'll we'll go on to the whole Axis thing after this. But the main thing is like moving, losing these two key parts, regardless of what happened to the rest of them. This Axis roster for me was the second best team at the end of the last season. This season, Three. right? You know, I thought that yeah. they did better than Rascal Jester in their in their final series and playoffs. I don't think that. Sure, you can argue that either way, but they were a strong team. They were a great team I to have in the region. Of course, those pieces are going to go perform well elsewhere. I would have loved to see a bit more from them, but obviously we're not going to go see that now. No, and I, I think um, you know it, it, it's it's good that Honey has stayed. I'm, I'm glad the the LCK hasn't called him home quite yet. Um, but you know, like not far, mate. I can feel you know, it well, exactly. But like you know, this is a guy who who is putting his hands up alongside Sol, really to be and and honestly, Utapon is kind of the guys who're like you must be this tall to be to ride the LJL bot lane roller coaster. Like those guys were were so good. And um it'll be interesting because this is his third team in three years. It'll be a mm -hmm. different yeah. bot lane pairing yeah. again. NT didn't have the best 2021, but we know that historically he's been a monster. He's been a very good thresh player historically, actually, alongside having weird stuff like, you know, rumble support, because why wouldn't you? Um I'm I am excited to see what someone like NT who has historically been really good sort of lane dominant support often with some interesting picks does with a guy like honey who who is often wants to be the focal point and the carry point for the team and you know they've got paz as their weak side top laner they've got all the tools that's, to make things happen. i'm quite excited to yeah, see what happens yeah. Oh, I mean, Sengoku is definitely exciting roster but we'll come on to them in a moment we'll come on to them in a little bit because i all think in due um, time I think there's context. I'll have none of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, it is. But we've got sections, sir. There's a system. Fine. We've got Fine. running order and everything. You guys because might not think we do. We do. We do. Whether yeah, it's followed is different. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I actually want to go on a point that um, you have set up for us, um, Nymera, and that is about Axis. Because mm. from what we currently know, Axis has 
pretty much fallen apart. The only yep. remaining piece has be remained Megumin, and that is because mm -hmm. he was the only player in the whole of the LJL who signed a two-year deal when he was first signed coming off of that scouting gowns performance back at the end of 2020. Coming into mm. the 2021 was his first full season. Coming into 2022 will be his next one, but everybody else has left. Obviously, we've already mentioned Honey and uh, Hogler have already left. Um, uh, we now know that I know has been signed to Rascal, Rascal Jesters as their top planer. Let's which, let's talk about that in a separate point because I I do want to talk about Rascal. I know I, did, I know I know I didn't write that down, but I do want to talk about them as well. But yeah, sorry, back oh, to Axis stuff. Absolutely. Uh, and we there are already rumors that Nemo has secured a home in the mm. LJL. Okay. Um, we don't know yet where. The current rumor that I recently heard was Hawks. He replaced Corporal. But honestly, oh, he that's was actually... funny because I heard the rumor that Rhino was going there. But then again, both oh. of them are really good LJL support, so it wouldn't it wouldn't they... surprise me. Oh, yeah, um... I think that Nemo, Nemo's a little bit more raw. Rhino's a little bit more. But that up, uh, that, 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 remember his yeah, playoff play. series versus in twenty twenty one versus um, CGA, oh. where he two v one basically, and, and he exactly. and Honey was just like, "What the fuck? I get to just get free kills well, now? I, I mean, get to see like, this." This is the guy who, you know, early on in the season was switched out for for dice, right? Like, because he wasn't performing yeah. oh, the level gosh. they wanted. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, like, the, the reason I bring it up is the like, series. yeah, the, the reason I bring it up is this, this is a guy who we know his highs, particularly on Thresh, which he was so comfortable yeah. on. But you know, I, I he, there's still a bit of room to grow. You could still see that, you know, he was particularly early on in the season was still kind of feeling his way into pro play, feeling his way into consistency and. Can he be the, the Thresh God 2v1 king on other champions that aren't named Thresh is, is what I need to see, especially if he is going to a team that is often been someone who's been investing, like the Hawks. Um, and I have a lot of hope for him, but there's there are some hurdles to get over that I am excited to see him attempt. I, I think he can make it, but there are hurdles to make. Mm. But basically what this, so I mean, what this means is that we, we know it's almost confirmed that Axes have like been gutted. Um, yes. and for not the first time we're going to go see another iteration of Axis have to come through. This year they weren't playing with Coach Yang as well, because they went to DFM. So yes. you're looking at like last year and some of the stuff which made that special, and actually, because even when Axis kind of sucked, some of their strategies were fun, they were good, I liked them, I thought they were effective strategies, mm -hmm. they just weren't executed well. So then you have to kind of go, go through a lot of the steps again and kind of just, you know, there's a lot of things you have to, you have to approach from that, from a coaching um, standpoint. Um, but you know the building blocks were fine there. But now they have to go through another rebuild phase for an org which has very commonly found failure, very rarely found success. They get one whiff of it and they can't hold on to it, and that sucks because this was a team which I think all of us had a bit of a soft spot for after that 2020 spring run, and of course after having so many different star players kind of rise up through the ranks this year alone. Mm. Oh, completely! Like every player on that team actually had one game where they can say. I Probably. won that one. Yeah. No, like nobody else on this team, I actually won that. I know. I think that Nocturne game where he just said in the end game interview, I just pressed R every time, and and it was just like, my dude, you're not meant to have 14 kills or 13 kills in a pro game. That's that's not okay. But like everyone did in that in that team, they were a special Remember roster. A lot of game? rookies. Remember that gangplank game? He lost versus DFM. Oh, I know yeah. he lost that game. He did so well in that game, though. Actually, he was, he, was, he was close. He was doing very. It was well. against Ebby. You know, he 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 beat out Ebby in laning phase. It was GP versus Set, but it's Ebby, right? So you definitely put some name brand on that. And basically, besides some hero plays from from Arya, that game was like all I know all the time. Um, 
like which I actually think yeah. this is a perfect point. Nightmare sure. and initialize. Let's talk oh, about that top lane spot of the Rascal Jesters. Mm. And I know stepping into another rookie's spot. That was Kanatu's. That was mm. our MVP rookie, uh, rookie of mm. the spirit. That was Kanatu's spot. He was the best player that came in. He was genuinely always up for fighting. Remember, he was a former professional Fortnite player, came to League oh, of yeah. Legends, smashed it through scouting grounds was one of my top picks and then came through. Yeah, funnily enough, Kanatsu wasn't he an Overwatch player as well? Pretty well, sure. I'm not sure. Maybe pretty sure he was an Overwatch was player. Was he Overwatch before uh, not a not Okay, player. okay. I know he was a pro player or something. Yeah, I thought I'll go, it was I'll You might be Overwatch. But, okay. I feel but, like, like I might be wrong with the Fortnite one. Hey, yeah. Uh but either way, I know that we actually cuz like we've we've traded some messages, right? I know we've been kind of like winding down on LGL stuff like over stuff. I hmm. haven't heard a either of your opinions on Ino versus Actually, Sam, I might have talked to you very briefly about it. I know you're searching something. I've got your I answer. really wanted. I really want to know what you think about Ino over Kanatsu first, though, mm. because like, okay, obviously so Lexi's got like his stronger opinions on Kanatsu as well. Been very, um, mm. and I've obviously said some stuff about Ino. Where are you standing on this? I suspect. I I, I think Kanatsu looked better. Uh, but I will also say he was largely on a team that for the majority of the season was also a better team for the majority of the season. I think Axis really vamped up towards the end of yep. of, um, of 2021. But, you know, actually, mm -hmm. Kanatu was really considerably good. We were like, actually, this guy has been, you know, taking Camille matchups into Ebby and, and winning those one up, confident to back himself on a lot of variety champions are looking really good, though it helped that he had a very stable mid jungle and a bot lane that was just unreal Absurd, for yeah. a lot of the season you know soul and secret were were really quite special so he was given a good space and security to grow and show up as a rookie um i want to i want to just add something i want to yeah, add yeah. something to what you're talking about because mm. i think it's fair with how you set that up sam mm. to also yeah. mention that rascal justice has re they are running back the whole rest of the team yeah exactly uh, of hatchimetra in the jungle recap in the mid lane he recap is staying in the ojl for another mm. split yeah. i'm very happy about that Good. but um, Stay. yeah Soul and Secret, like you mentioned, have stayed, Sam. Um, Vikal as well, their head coach, coach has yeah. stayed. Like, that is a very kind of surprising move that Kinatsu would leave or didn't get re-signed or however that went down. Well, that, that's kind of what I'm saying. So, like, like, I think that, like, obviously, I think Kinatsu probably did perform better. But, I, like, but I'm not saying Eno performed poorly. And I'm also aware that he was in a team that was less set up to to enable Hated him when they were him, yeah. so focused on bot lane and a lot of the team was quite new particularly the top side of the map actually um you know like obviously hoglet is the exception but, you know you have megamine who's another raw solo lane a hoglet mm. wanted to play around bot side you know you didn't and nemo was still kind of getting used to whether you needed to roam as much around you know he was a bit of a newer sport and was wanting to play for lane so like lots of reasons for i to be left in a, a difficult position he actually turned up eventually pretty well he he I think had some issues where he bled out more resources playing weak side than he should have, but he still wasn't bad. And I am excited to see what he mm. can do on a Rascal Justice roster that has proven they can take newer top laners and make something of them. So, I don't think it's that much of a downgrade of it all. I so I so I think you could argue for Ina being a downgrade. Depends uh, yeah. what lens that you're coming through, um, because. I feel like if you're looking through the lens of 
Kanatsu, you're more likely to win lane on Camille versus Ebi. You're more yes. likely to play carries. You're more likely to win through topside with Kanatsu, right? If you look at a Rascal Jester, though, they're all about Sol and Secret. Recap plays a bit of TF, but, like, he's not likely to be your main carry from mid lane. Um, so you're really looking for someone that can just kind of hold fort in top lane. And I have to say, like, the game which I'm going to go back to again is, like, that GP game versus DFM, I thought that was a really good yeah, example of what Ano could do on, like, prime weak side mode, where he's, like, very much in the zone, very much playing out of his mind. Spring Ino is very different from Summer, we'll say that as well. Spring was literally just Renekton or Bust, and even then the Renekton would just get bled out sometimes. Um, I do worry that Ino could just get individually out-muscled by some teams, I don't think the LGL's that set up to do that this split, though, particularly if no. certain players, which we can talk about whenever, like, certain players might not end up back in a top lane role. And I'm like, the overall top lane talent for the LGL potentially has gone down. It's yeah, going to be an interesting one. Uh, my opinion on Kanatu versus Aino, though. Kanatu is the kind of player that I could see being, like, that kind of ebby like kind of name in the LJL in two years. I I could see him being like, oh yeah, no, Ebi retired and Kanatsu was just the best top laner. Full stop. There was actually not a huge competition. Mm. Like he was the de facto best and everybody else was fighting to be that another one. Now there might be Korean import top, top laners that come in and rival him because they are just so good or from other regions potentially. But I think in a year or two, Kunatsu will be the best Japanese native top laner. Um, so I think if he is going off to a rumored super team that is being spoken about, because that's where I believe he is going, I, I think that's a very smart move, especially if they're also thinking we'd love to beat the uh, we'd love to beat NA and hurt them on their home territory next uh, coming into 2022 oh, everyone wants to do that that is everyone's mm. number one goal to destroy NA's dreams at home like <sighs> um but outside of that um you can actually build a year or two with Kanatsu, and I think he's the kind of player that could be that star player. I know, though, this is the best opportunity that he could have for this. Oh, yeah. Proven team that have already done it with yeah. maybe one of the best and talents. don't need a carry top to make it work as well, right? Exactly. You know, right? But he can flex. He can learn. Yeah, exactly. He can get that this kind of thing. This is a good space to grow. Right? My only concern is his jungler, though. Hachimecha yeah. needs to also, because Kinatsu also could play yeah. that weak side sometimes if Hachimecha got caught out a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I know Ori knows kind of how to do that, but I would argue Hoglet was a better jungler and better at also playing to him if That's he needed it. That's not a hard it. argument, honestly. Yeah, That's not a hard I, I agree. Like, I think he's just I, a better jungler. I, like, I, I thought I Hoglet think, was just better. So, um, like, I, I feel like Hachimecha is an unfortunately inefficient jungler. I think is what I'm coming to discover. Like, I don't think he is the most efficient at getting gold out of his jungle. Um, yeah, consistently uh, and, at least. And I, I feel that actually the LJL has interestingly often had some quite good, smart or aggressive junglers. We've come through the likes of Boogie, Mujin when he was on form, you know, once when he's kind of doing it, Hoglet, some of these other guys. And and I wonder whether Hatchimech is in, in that space where, where maybe he 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 doesn't do that as well. And, you know, if Aino does come in and maybe doesn't have such a good jungler around, potentially, that, that could be punishing. So, Gentlemen, we'll go for it. Just, just one thing, because uh, you said, like, the, uh, the, 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 um, the LGLs had some aggressive stuff, so... <laughs> um, I, I talked to people at the LGL, of course, and um, 
like one of the, uh, one of the conversations I had was like quite a long meme chain about once effectively. Yes. How once is literally just like he's effectively just Rambo. Um, <laughs> yes. I see it now. It's just like he's just slowly going mad reason, in the jungle. <laughs> for some reason, like he's tooled up with like a Graves and a bandana somewhere around your blue buff. Should he be that? No, not really. This is more like Tropic Thunder though, because like obviously he's it's really like, it's not actually, it's meant to be, be the movie. It's all gone wrong. And he yeah. can't get out of the so role. So when you talking out. about aggressive junglers, like obviously once for the LGL is right up there. Once is now a native as well believe he's also gone over to Sengoku. He has. Sure. has. We've got Honey over to you. There's another player who used to be on Sengoku who we need to talk about at some point. I'll let you pull the trigger on that one. But like, let's do this one first, though. Let's pull the trigger on Sengoku, talk about their whole lineup, and also the first new Jort member to the LJL alumni, because they've joined us. We've got Jet yeah. joining us as a starting mid laner, obviously known rather well for their time recently on LNG Esports. Mm -hmm. um, played a little bit um, uh, as a substitute rather yeah. for LNG. Played a little bit for DRX. Um, I know the DRX team that he was a part of was uh, not great. Um, to say, yeah, but that wasn't, that's putting it lightly, mate. Uh, mm. He, yeah, last place team, uh, two and 16 DRX. But um, I mean, like, this yeah. is what's making me like, He's been in some rarefied orgs over the years. Like he's he he had some time on Griffin. For he was mm -hmm. there for half a year with Griffin. He was then with LNG, who of course you know went to Worlds this year. You know that's not a bad team to be in. Went to Team WE, of course, one of China's most I don't know storied orgs. Storied, you know? Yeah, you, know, you look at like like Wei Zhao from way back when in season two. That, that he was WE, right? You know they've, they've had some serious moments in their history. You know LNG again. He went back to them. There's Dragon X we talked about. Like those are some relatively heady orgs even if it was only as a sub or as, or as in the academy it's just the success rate on them hasn't been phenomenal um and obviously these teams see something in the guy because those are some you know they're not without options i think those organizations i think it's fair to say um so this might be an opportunity to to actually have a starting spot not a sub role where the pressure and the difficulty when you're being brought in because you know, your team's not doing very well or whatever you're on an academy roster that's not working out this is a potential opportunity for him to turn I'm, up, but it'll be interesting because there's still I'm, a little bit of nerves for it. I'm going to say this is actually his biggest and best opportunity yeah. su to succeed he's ever had in his whole career. And this is actually kind of a defining moment for yeah. Jet in his career and actually a lot of the players on this team. So to run it down, we've got Paz in the top lane. We'll talk about that in a moment, ladies and gentlemen. We've got once in the jungle, as already mentioned. Jet is in the mid lane. Honey, as we've mentioned, is in the bot lane with NT, as we've already alluded to. Uh, Son also returning as well for the coaching role as well for Sengoku. Well, that's um, I'm a little more surprised about. <laughs> uh, that too. I mean, there is a lot to unpack with this team. And I actually think this is a roster theoretically, just looking at it from a point-blank value, Paz recently has gone to Worlds, so there is stock yeah. into that idea with V3, remember? He did! You can roll your eyes, Nightmare! He, he did, did do it! He did go Once to Worlds! <laughs> after getting basically in ELO hell with Burning Core for the longest time, is now out, okay? So now he, he's got a chance to prove himself. Yeah. Uh, Jet, best time to prove it. Honey, best player in the LJL, maybe last Honestly. year. 
with NT looking to redeem himself. This is a Sengoku roster where, again, Nymera, to come back to a question you asked us a lot in 2020, is this Sengoku the one that has to go to Worlds or is it just a bus kind of line? Think uh, about Kyperion and blank. And why did is... I say that name? <laughs> we'll come on to that in a moment, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Nymera. But, but this is the thing. It's like... It's not even budget Perian blank. It's, it's budget not. budget Perian and blank. Like, <laughs> like I look at this roster and it, if all the coin flips, if if maybe the thing about roster building right now is, um, it's more about getting people on the same page, which share the same philosophy, share the same vision yeah. of the game, rather than getting the quote unquote best of individual players, unless they are that damn good, right? Unless you're getting There's a trophy or whatever. About um. Mm. The problem with this roster is that I feel like they have, uh, I don't know, potential. I mean, the, th the thing about someone like Paz is that they are typically a pretty good team leader. They typically are solid. But oh my god, they ended up being such a non-factor. in Like, liability to non-factor in the grand majority of their games. Remember that Burning Core game, which everything went to shit in? Sengoku was the other team. It was Sengoku <laughs> Burning Core. And a lot of that was <sighs> Paz not being awesome, actually, and Sengoku not knowing how to play around Paz when the time called for it. Um, actually, when V3 failed at Worlds, a lot of that's because they tried to play around Paz, and kind of failed at it. Um, so I really, really hope that having Honey on the team is like, right, okay, we gotta play around Bot, and I hope they just do that. The problem is, like, when you're playing with someone like Once, he plays for jungle, and he plays for jungle mid too, right? Again, like, the if you're gonna talk about, like, budget blank or bl the blank style of thought like oh, it, yeah. it, it there is a very certain way that they play the game it is very much across the river it is very much playing for farm for pressure for good resets for laners and then kind of going that into like two three item huge power spikes with some skirmishes thrown in there but it's not about setting up a certain lane for success it's not about giving over that agency to other carries in the team i feel like with honey you gotta do that what about yeah. you what's your thought yeah go for it so, in my mind, you have got one superstar, guaranteed in Honey. Yep. yep. You've got an unknown in Jet, who has Agreed. some promise, but hasn't really had the opportunity to show it, and there's potential reasons for that. And you've got three players who are in need of a redemption arc, and it's not that they were necessarily... How do I put this? It is not that their 2021s are unexcusable. You can explain mm -hmm. why, explain away why they had a rough 2021. It's understandable, um, and you can you can kind of potentially forgive that. Actually, considering where the positions their teams were in, you can you can make an argument that okay, well, they were in a difficult position. They were in Elo Hell. That there's some world for room for them to mm. to move to another team or a different roster. We're in Elo Hell. Created the exactly. So there's an argument that they were in it rather than having created it. Though, as Alex just kind of rightly brought up, the other side of this for me is that actually they do have to redeem themselves. Though, even if you can give them the pass, the point is this is their second chance. I have Sengoku-related trauma. This is a team that could cause some Melvin Izzle situations again. Melvin Izzle could end up in tears again. Oh, I can't wait split. to watch this whole uh, season. It's going to be I, great we, we, to we watch could be, just the we, we, we could hit Super Week and Melvin Izzle could be a broken man. And it could be Or on top well. of the world. Exactly. And the thing is, 
what you've got to remember this this is i'm not sure i'm ready to open one, my heart again at the end it's of rampage happy, man comes, like, it's, it's it's guaranteed it's not right? gonna be a rerun of uh, the fukuoka softbank hawks gonna, gaming i promise you know, I, I swear i hope okay. yeah oh, and so a, a, a rough year on a rough year with squads that didn't work out for various reasons you can kind of give a benefit of the doubt potentially but this is, but and you know, especially when you looked back to the year before, where like Paz was a really good weak side player in 2020. Mm. He was very much so. Very much so. Once yeah. was on a difficult team, but was a really dangerous factor in the jungle. He was doing crazy things on Lee Sin, Kindred, monstrous things when he got the opportunity and it didn't quite work out. Hell, you go back a little bit further, and this was the guy who was the best damn jungler in the region on Pentagram, who are, you know, rightly the mm. org is gone for reasons I'm not discussing right now, but he was phenomenal on that team. Really, really, really good. Um, and so like. You don't have to look back that far to see the the potential there. Enti had never finished top three mm. out of top three uh, in his whole career, despite not being on the likes of DFM and these rarefied super team rosters in a lot of ways. You know, he was still putting up those good numbers. Yeah, he wasn't on V3 when they have the super run and he still gets top three because he's got blank and period. Yeah, exactly. like, he's he always been a DFM, part of his story you know? storied rosters. And I'm just going to end us over here because I think Sengoku, this is a roster that... We could have high ones. Ladies and gentlemen, obviously, though, stay tuned for future episodes because yeah. this is going to be a one to watch <laughs> out for when we do our preseason yep. rankings and predictions because uh, I think we're going to have some spicy opinions, especially yeah. coming from our other experts as well. I can feel Sengoku will be an important one. But I want to do something important um, to kind of, before we start, talking about more new players and also some rumors as well. We first, yes. though, must pay respects to two players we have confirmed will not be returning to the LJL this season. And that is Proud and Alchemy have retired. Um, two incredible support players. Uh, Proud had an amazing 2020 season yeah. on Burning Core where mm -hmm. he was this huge anchor point and basically was the redeeming factor for the bot lane yeah. of Burning Core. But then he always was... So just going to say that. Let's go. Let's go, Proud. Um, Alchemy... He played with Gango, like small names like that, lads. Like, oh yeah, he's, he also just kind yeah. of maybe mentored one of the best rookie teamfight carry players. Like if you put Milan in a teamfight, he yeah. will find the perfect spot. And he has genuine, there is so much change in Milan from a player when he entered to where he is going into hopefully the 2022 season, depending on where he ends up. Milan wouldn't be the player he would be without yeah. Grendel, uh, well, rather without Alchemy, to say his old name. The artist like, formerly known as Grendel. I think the thing about, like, with that, because obviously, you know, you had Alchemy on this roster with Arya as well, you know, the, the crazy 2021, and they did kind of struggle for not really having a strong jungle presence because of the makeup of their team, because of, you know, individuals and their level, their, like, their fleeting level of performances. Thank but God for that. <laughs> One thing you could never count out is that, like, Nap, of course, uh, uh, does the same thing, but Nap and Alchemy would always, if you give them a chance in a group top 5v5, find the right, find the right engage. Like, they could find miracle team fights. They, that's how they kept themselves relevant. They were just probably... How Arya became that player, right? Yeah, yeah, and they, but, but even Arya needed some room to do something in some team fights, right? And a lot of that was, and, you know, Gango was occasionally that, that secondary carry, and a lot of that was because... Alchemy had the ridiculous rel plays, had the ridiculous thrash jokes and all this other stuff. Like I, I, there I'm were some games where his real name was Leroy Jenkins. 
Yeah. It felt like it yeah. sometimes and, with those brush checks. And, and while, could I call him, you know, a top support in the region throughout most of his career? He's probably not quite crested that for a lot of it, sadly. No. Was he one of the most entertaining and someone that's probably the most volatile and game-changing sports? Absolutely. Sometimes for the worse. Absolutely. But I'm sad to see... 2020 spring, baby. I'm sad to oh, see... I'm sad to see Alpigo, our own LGL Hachani, parts through the revolving oh. door. Um, I'm proud, of course, to... Yeah. He I was... Mean, it's, it, that one's sad. really tragic, yeah, actually. I, 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 that one's I'll, really I'll, tragic. I'll jump in there. I am furious he's going like yeah. i know he had a rough summer i know it was a rough it was a yeah, mess spring but like this is a guy who i know still has it in him to be a really, so really good so sad. And, and again for me a lot of that was obviously the, like burning core was just not working in in, no. in 2021 and like that 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 was clearly the ship wasn't getting righted and i don't think at that point I want to like completely destroy any player at that point because you don't re you don't really get to see any of it because the team's not working and part of it as well is like bot lane is a duo position and unfortunately for me he was paired with Yuhi who I I I still believe is for the worst ADC in the LGL at that point and he he's he struggled honestly for me I don't think my dude Yuhi makes like tier three gold three players in competitive play look fucking great like jeez yeah. man I'm fine uh, and and then you know, obviously in like this is about proud and I don't really want to talk about Yuhi oh, yeah, at yeah. this point but that is in my ways in my eyes it's something of a trading weight when a lot of proud mm. strength has been roaming on things like Thresh or Alistar and making really good skirmish Bard. plays. Bard. Bard. Turn yeah. up top lane, make things happen with Once mm. and, and Ray Farkey. And that's where this guy was an absolute terror. Yeah. I still go back to that that series versus, DFM. versus DFM Summer where he and Gang were just absolutely throwing haymakers from left, right and centre. And it was beautiful to watch. And that's the kind of level I knew that guy had. That's probably and the most am... exciting support battle we've seen in the LGL ever. So yes. good. So good. And, you know, I am frustrated that this is the the whimper he ends his career and not the bang I knew he was capable of. And um, I kind of hope that this is more of a hit, more of him being a bit disillusioned and he comes back. I'm hoping, yeah. you know, but, you know, at the same time, it's a shame to lose him and I wish him all the best. Yeah, I mean, if, if by any chance Proud ever catches wind of what we do and what all this other stuff, uh, proud this is to you um we know you still got it we know you're awesome you can be the best support in the region on the day with the right string of form and we want to see it we want to see it one mm -hmm. day should the stars align we'll welcome you back gladly thank you proud but another player in the support role that has also left us um, and this one came as a shock, a gut to the heart, especially as I'd spoken to him not too long ago as our first ever English interview. Corporal has left the LJL, gentlemen. Um, an incredible player. I believe he got um, all on our All-Pro team. He was second. He was the second highest rated support player. And there were... And we got Soul and Secret, obviously that story, bot lane, they were an incredible, Secret was up for it. Um, we had Nemo, obviously, with an incredible come out performance. Gang, as well, was number one. Like, Corporal had changed and helped elevate it with an incredible bot lane, honestly. And though it looks to seem they're moving off to future projects and they will still be playing, 
it won't be in the LJ, and it's just a really sad thing to see happen because mm. it's another cr- incredible player. Yeah, alas, poor Ian. We knew that you. We knew you well. Go forth and be a great support wherever else you're going. Sad to lose you. Um, he, you know, again another one of those supports who had a real eye for for playmaking. Um, and again, it, it didn't completely work out this year, unfortunately. And mm-hmm. I think the, the unfortunately disappointing. Um, Running playoffs when we yes. were expect, we saw that the, the was it was really the, the motor was running for the Hawks at that point. Um, and in fact, it, it didn't quite come together. Trash in the first round, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. So, um, was it was a bit of a frustration, I, I think, that that potentially bled into some decisions being made. But the guys got it. Um, I'm excited to see whatever happens to you, Corporal. Uh, we'll be watching. Such a good ambassador for the sport, too, actually. Um, mm. I know we kind of talk about, you know, we, we we got super lucky that Fake is the figurehead of League of Legends, but, you know, there are there are figures out there for League, which, you know, like, you, you kind of zero in on them. You're like, yeah, I, I want to see more of this person. I want to I want to I want to see them talk more. I want to see them as a character. And, and like Ian Corporal is such a great dude, such a great dude. And yes, you know, they're, they're English speaking. That definitely helps our involvement with them. But he's just a really cool character and was part of that act was was actually honestly the main reason that first Axis roster started getting going because remember they had a bit of That's a weakness true. down in that in that bot lane too um there was Hyde as the ad carry who was struggling a lot their positioning was quite poor and it was really gaddy and um and uh and corporal that really carried them over the finish line and uh, we knew his thresh was awesome his nautilus was awesome he had some great games his rakan was absolutely stunning and it, it did kind of it did kind of break my heart a little bit here that he was going away from the LGL. However, I think he's still looking to keep playing in in other regions. Maybe go back to OCE. Not, again, I I actually haven't talked to him about this, so I I don't have any information mm. to spill. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think what it boils down to is look, we're sad to not see you in the LGL, but absolute best of luck wherever you end up because we know you've got it again. Like LGL supports are pretty damn cracked. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we and we, and, in fact, and we really and, do, and we're losing several uh, this season alone for sure. It's um, it's leaving some spots though for some upcoming talent, which we'll uh, mm. talk about in a bit. But we've already got two confirmed brand new supports coming into the LJL, which are very excited to see who um, how they actually do. Um, one. Other topic we do want to talk about because it kind of relates to our next topic of talking about all the new changes and all the new teams in their current thing, plus some rumors. And gentlemen, the systemic issue in the LJL offseason. We talk about this a lot, by the way. Strap yourselves in. Here we go again. Who wants to start first for this one? Because... It's so frustrating that, honestly, as we currently know it, as we currently know it, because we do not know if any of DFM has been re-signed. We actually don't nope, know that don't. yet. Um, we only know that five players are returning to their same teams, same position as they were last year, and that is the four members of Rascal Jester outside of Kitanatsu getting replaced uh, for I know, or moving on to other things, and Megumin returning, or rather, still being signed for an extra year yeah. with um, Axis. It's not unusual for the LGL to have like a good half to two-thirds of players just kind of either moving spots or coming in for one season and then oh, just wait, leaving no, there the is end another of it. Player, but we I do have Paz and we do one. have Paz and Enti on Sengoku resigning too. But like yeah, either way, also resigned to uh, 
Okay. Yeah. You know, actually, no, screw it. Like, we have to talk about him yeah. at some point. We do. Because, uh, let's um, do this now before okay. we have this so, conversation. Like, um, just so <laughs> you know, obviously... All the players! So, being very real about it, there is only so much shit you can talk about someone while being professional, and I do consider myself a professional, right? Look, um, I often turn to humor, <laughs> I turn to a lot of different stuff, and I understand I don't have the full picture, I understand I don't know what it's like in teams, but there are some question marks which aren't question marks they're like blatant what what the hell are you doing kind of moments yeah <laughs> um and you know there were there were moments like that if you go back to the older seasons of lcs and you're like how the hell are these players still around in some ways but i mean we we, we do try and keep it objective but you know so you he has re-signed with burning core and for us it wasn't a contest that they were the the worst ad care in the lgl Last we did split. our tier list at the um, end which was partly memes it is yeah. partly yeah, memes ladies and gentlemen um, but, but at the same time, it was kind of unanimous no. amongst pretty much most yeah, yeah. people yes. we um, spoke with. And and if 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 you don't think we're serious about how the hell is this person still in the LGL, we can bring up several examples of how he pretty much solo lost the game for his team. The one which I'm thinking of, I believe, yeah. was against um, Gango. So it would have been uh, <laughs> Sengoku in in yes. spring, where it was a fellow's thrash being put oh, into a vertical stop. jungle situation against them. And it was an oh. Ezreal Kamps, a very strong level one. And Yuhi basically walks into the Aphelios level one and loses most of their HP. And the reason this Unreal. is important is because you're looking to basically stomp out the Aphelios Thresh before they get to do anything. And admittedly, Gango and Anti were absurd at their laning duo. But effectively, um, Yuhi, in a very, very obvious, this is exactly what you're going to do situation, goes off script, loses his team the game. It's not an isolated event. It keeps happening. And we kind of sat here just like, I mean, if, any, if anyone out there knows if there is, like, an X Factor which he brings to the team, we need to see it, because I don't know how he's still on that team. Like, I genuinely uh, don't. It, it, Rant it, over like, from me. You guys can do your th own th that, that single situation is, like, it, it's it's the one I brought up multiple times in the past before. And the other one is, like, um there was a there was a game where they lost bot lane so hard, they had to get a mid lane to roam down and Ray Farky to teleport down. It ended up with pretty oh, much all God. of their lanes losing at once because bot lane could not hold itself up. Um, and, you know, I've already made my thoughts clear on the fact that I think Proud is actually quite good. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it takes two to tango in the rest of it, but whether that is synergy, whether that is me overrating Proud, or whether that's just bluntly Yuhi being poor, it is it's difficult to, it's difficult to kind of clarify and in again, a lot look, of ways. And, but like, and if anyone actually has any reasoning for why, you know, they, they would disagree with this, absolutely tell us. You know, I'm I'm willing to, like, take a loss if if, if you if you genuinely yeah, think, think it otherwise. Like... You know, I'd like to keep this a discussion. Sure. But from, uh, there's only so Everything much evidence. There's so much evidence out there to suggest that I mean, he's like, not the level like, of the LJL. To, to put this bluntly, um, this split, or this split, was, was kind of a real problem for the side of Burning Court because, actually... You needed to be able to play through bots yeah. to an extent yes. in the meta as it was. Plates were so important. The ability to set up dives and play in the LGL particularly, things like Jinx or Aphelios, uh, or be we, able to at least yeah. withstand them, was absolutely critical. And yes. Yuhi could not. And actually, Bernie Cole spent a lot of time giving resources to this guy. And he had, like, moments on Zaya? And that was it! One, that one was game. it! One game! One game. The local meta of the OJR. I really love that because the local meta, yeah. we had a local meta. It was a sub meta within it, but it was because we had multiple players who were so cracked. Let me just say some of the names. Udipon? Yeah. Kind of, kind of. Hollow? Pretty good. Soul? Honey? 
Like, I mean, even Zenit, like Django. all of the teams, honestly, every single team that made playoffs played hyper carry to some extent through their bot laner, through some percentage of their games. Now, people like Zenit, you did through less so, mm. and Milan, you like rarely ever did, but they still had better performances. Yeah playing that style than they ever did for Burning Core. And Burning Core put a lot more games into it than any other team that probably should have. I have yet to find a single statistic, single statistic outside of vision score per minute in which he <laughs> is not bottom two. Not to say that stats are a defining thing, no, but they're I think not. stats are a they fucking defining thing. If, it, if yeah, at one so, point so, it's yeah. unanimous across the board, it's kind of... His, yeah, like his average objective gold, almost at that point. Like, 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 I'm just looking through it. Like, like, stats don't paint the entire <laughs> you picture. You haven't looked at that's per minute. <laughs> like, so, I'm, I'm trying yeah. not so to. Like, I, I, I actually had a very elongated um, discussion about stats on Twitter recently. Um, but basically, stats and league, they lack fundamental context and they're very hard to use. Mm -hmm. The thing about judging something within a league, when we have that eye test, and actually, let's be honest, we understand the situation a bit more, is that actually, you know, there was no absurd reasoning or situation which would make it reasonable to have those stats, right? You know, Yuhi was having it, um, things like was having uh, resources put into them, did have a decent amount of counter pick rate or support counter pick rate, or had some power picks picked for them. Like they weren't playing stupid meta stuff. It wasn't a sister. It wasn't like a meta read or something. He just kind of failed the the mechanical test. And again, like. I mean, I've kind of said my part at this point. I don't understand yeah. why why Yuhi's like at this level at this point. I feel like that should be pretty apparent. And I understand like, oh, you, are you asking me for someone to lose their job? That's not the way I'm looking at. I just don't think he's fit for this level of competition. And yeah. I think that should I, be fairly I, obvious. I think uh, there is better talent which costs less money yeah. in the LJL Academy system we have already seen, and that's just going. This player was just better mechanically. Yeah. Full stop. The <laughs> fact that there are multiple. Very strong uh, players in scouting grounds and other locations just makes me so disappointed because clearly something else is at play here, in my opinion, and it's just disappointing yeah. to see. Um, but yeah. let's actually talk about the rest of Burning Core. I'll leave you. I'll leave it. Come over to you as well. Initialize for closing points because Burning Core are also trying some new stuff out with this lineup this year. They are um, obviously like Ray Farky has stayed, which I am. A little sad to see in some ways because mm -hmm. I think Ray Farkey clearly is perhaps honestly at this point their franchise guy for Burning Core, and I'm, on that hand, I'm, I'm happy for him. And I really yeah, do taking over from Rocky is, is 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 a remarkable carry top player when when given the opportunity. Um, I think that is balanced out by the discussion we've had about Yuhi, and you know, I finally found another stat that's not that's not bottom two, he's <laughs> bottom three for uh, for for damage percentage or something stupid oh, like that. Oh fuck's sake! Okay, like like. Uh, you know, but that, that's kind of the point. Like stats don't paint the whole picture, but this is a guy who's been consistently in that position for multiple splits now, multiple years now, with multiple iterations of a roster. Mm -hmm. And this is Benny Core with a very big new look. Actually, you know, Flawless is coming in from I think he's coming over from Gen G, I wanna say. You know, he's mm -hmm. he was a sub there for a bit. He was on APK Prince, he's been on JD Gaming, he's been on Rogue Warriors, I may, you know, Spenu. The guy's been around the the LPL and the LCK and this is obviously a move away from both those, which I, this is a chance in some ways to reinvent themselves. A lot of LCK players have done that and um that that's good look for him. I think flawless and Ray Farky could potentially be a pretty formidable duo, actually. But 
you've got you know kind of um, a guy who's coming in from DFM's academy in, in Fujimoto and the bot side alongside Yuhi. I don't have a lot of hope there. In fact, I'd be quite afraid for Burning Core's bot side. I think there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of lot of burning down of towers that could go on down there. And Dice again, a, a bit of an bit of an unknown factor coming in mm-hmm. from from LCK Academy alongside Flawless. Actually, he was on Genji Academy mm-hmm. as well. So you know, like that top side of the map could be quite exciting, but the bot side, I'm looking at it and going, oh no. Yeah, I mean, I I, I seriously hope that Ray Farky gets a chance to shine because I think particularly when in in 2020 Ray Farky was kind of like the foil to um to to Ebby, right? Because he was the one yep. guy that was like could go toe to toe, played stuff like Jace, which basically no one else does well, right? You've had like Paz Paz plays Jace. I don't think he's good at it especially playing I mean, on ace strong, was so. actually weirdly enough yeah the, the mid lane jason player. <laughs> yeah yeah so anyway there's there's so when i look at burning core i'm still not holding out a huge amount of hope for them like i'm i oh gadiado is also retired as well worth saying that i yeah. didn't put that on the list yeah. there, but oh, like gadiado was a player which i actually really liked he was part of that miracle axis roster had a shit split had a shit season had a shit season it was meant to have yeah, meant to be an upgrade there. over Yu-Gi-Oh because obviously because uh, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh was well, actually ended up being pretty good on Burning Core like, yeah he was passable right yeah no yeah. he was good he had a really good series versus uh, DFAM again the same oh, one that, and, that Proud did and remember but, Yu-Gi-Oh if we're going to say that name for just one more second V3 Academy undefeated streak through yeah, yeah, all maybe. of um, LGL Academy so and we will get onto them at some point too but um, absolutely like but, I, I, yeah, I think like particularly Gadiado retiring as well, and was like, God damn it, Proud and Gadiado are both players. Yeah. I genuinely think still had it. Genuinely, probably could have had another season in them. Really sad to see him go. So, yeah, uh, Fujimoto is an interesting one uh, coming off um, from uh, fourth place finish of DFM. Yes, DFM Academy. Uh, they played with Marimo, uh, Mar- Marimo, Marimo. Yeah, um, vaguely rings a bell. Yeah. Uh, they were they were fine. They were very middle of the pack for me. Um, they weren't the best player from LGL Academy in the support role, but that player has also entered the LGL, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. Um, yeah, I'm honestly really not sure of this like Genji challenger duo that were coming in, especially as these weren't the number one most played time players of yeah. that challenger roster. They were the backups. They were the alternatives. So um, they didn't play anywhere near as many games as well for them, even though they were a challenger winning team uh, or challenger season winning team. Uh, Dyson Flawless weren't those players that really played the important parts in the finals and stuff. So I'm a, little, I'm a bit hesitant. I'm not, I'm not getting the vibes, honestly. We'll see. I, I mean, LGL's I'm going to make a, a call spot. here. Burning Core's not making playoffs. No. I think that's quite reasonable. Already seeing uh, it yeah, here. I, I, I don't I'm, know. I'm, like, I, am, I am looking at at least... Look, so you've got Sol, Honey, and likely two more bot lanes that are going to be like... Oh, like every elite, single bot Elite like... tier, and then all the other ones that they're not going to beat. So you've already like that's like a, that's almost guaranteed losses, in fact, against them. Mm. That's how hard I think those bot lanes are going to be. I think the only way... Oh no, I was wondering, okay, so there are two ways I can view this, right? The first one is the teleport changes. The Lexi hot take and it does this, boys. So the, the LGL, the, 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 the TP hot, sh- um, like, oh, yeah, I hot see fixes it. come I see in. I going with this. Um, and it means that you can't defend bots, you have to play elsewhere. You can't play through bot early because you can only teleport to towers. There are, or, or the fact that they can't defend bot, like, means that they just lose through that. 
It's two ways they go about it. Either you can't prop up this bot lane or you choose to play elsewhere and arms race on the top side of the map. And I don't know if they've got the firepower to even do that against a lot of the LGL teams. All right. I don't even think the LGL teams are like looking that stacked this year. <laughs> true, true. But we don't know half of the team yeah. still. So, uh, well, I'm just making my little uh, little one. going to put that one. Yeah. I'm going to clip it and ship it. See what happens and with Axis and CJ. We'll see. <laughs> yes, yes, especially those two teams. Uh, gentlemen, I want to talk about um, the one other team we haven't actually talked about with any uh, extent that we do know is fully confirmed. And that is um, a team that also has a little bit of um, news about its yeah. roster as well coming into it. We have the V3 Academy roster yep. has been fully promoted. Uh, I'm going to cede this Japanese to you. <laughs> to V3 Esports. Um, this was honestly just one of the best teams I've ever seen coming through an Academy. It felt like a super team had been prepared. We have got Washi Day in the top lane. Unica returning go back quick, to quick the OJL in Academy. Uh, Yujio also coming back in. Hatel as a support and not marble coming in into the ad carry role it's dress code holiday's over it's um so what what's marble happened there was tell us, announced. tell us the drama yes. marble was announced to be a part of the roster however there has been information spread that and this is coming from 5chan and shit, so like, take this with a grain okay. of fucking salt, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that there are disagreements over certain things within the V3 camp, and Marble has potentially found another opportunity on another team. However, that's currently up in the air. All we know for sure, and that's the only thing we do know for sure, dress code is going to be starting yeah, so they've, all they've V3 signed. esports. So uh, Marble is up in the air at the moment. So, so. so with the Marble thing, again, like there's a lot of different information floating around. We know that our, this offseason has been like very domino effect, so anything could happen. Mm -hmm. I've heard that potentially could even not have a team. So actually, in terms of like what can you take yep. away from, from what we know right now, actually... <laughs> Very unsatisfyingly, not very much, but that tends mm. to be the way with rumors, particularly with LGL when we're English speakers not having like a massive direct route into the LGL and stuff like that. But like either way, I know you are very excited for Marble. Uh yeah. So it's a big loss for them. Yeah, he yeah. was honestly going to be that player that I thought was gonna come in and I was going to be like, oh my god, we this is the yeah. future talent. This is genuinely future talent worthy. If you want to know how good he is, go and watch the finals of LGL yeah. Academy well, where he just slaps. Everyone that he plays against in the three. Just remind me again, where where are the rumors saying he's potentially going again? I kind of blanked on that. This is five chan bullshit rumor stuff, dude. So I'm saying this. Take a take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt. The only thing confirmed is dress code is playing. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I will be interested to see where the hell Marble ends up as a result. Yeah, it's it's a big loss. But yeah, I mean, I mean, that's also a huge spot because we've got Unica back, who is on fire at the moment, playing a very yeah. diverse style in the jungle. Yujio coming in and really does seem like he might come in and get that rookie of the split kind of reward, maybe. Um, Hatel, I had already paid, um, I had already pinned as a top support upcoming player. Mm -hmm. Played again in Academy. Uh, they played in scouting grounds originally. Came to Academy, stomped through Academy with Marble. 
they can make so much come. And I think honestly, dress code has just now got a better support, so I'm very excited. Yeah, I was I was oh. asking around about dress code as well to see if anyone had played against yeah, him and stuff like that. And actually, I haven't heard a great amount because obviously he was substitute for the Hawks, not even playing on Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually but don't he, have he that much for scouting grounds. Yeah. Okay. Play, yeah, but he's not like been um like. He's not a, had a huge amount of game time, Ooh, so I've no, so no, again, no, I did, no. did some fishing, didn't actually find out that much about him. So V3 for me is like literally just going off for the academy vods and like because the level of competition there, mm-hmm. and particularly like the way I mean, so the the next year coming yeah. into it does seem like Scouting Grounds is getting more attention. It seems like it is going to have more games. It seems like it is going to have uh like an actual prize pool and stuff like that. Um, because this year, I mean, like for those of you that don't know, like a lot of academy is completely unpaid. Like a lot of it is like volunteer stuff, right? So a lot of the teams that were being in like put together didn't have great support. We're just trying to make things work as five players and maybe someone in there as an advisor. Um, outside of that, so then actually to see V three success and hear about them actually knocking some heads together at like cross region too in terms of the academy scene, it's actually mm. very exciting to see them actually succeed in that kind of environment. It's very kind of like it's kind of like if the LGL had a Griffin, I guess this would be kind of what they had sadly marvel was such a key player question is have you have you removed chovy from the the lgl's equivalent of griffin yes honestly i think they might have Mm. he was that kind of player where i it's like lightning in a bottle you can't get a player like that you just have to just let them play and either they swim and you're so happy or not this is a V3 esports where I could see them just going really far. They could also not make playoffs, and I'd be like, ah, yeah. Fields open they, right they, now, actually, yeah. Yeah, they are, they are really all over the place. Gentlemen, let's talk about some roster rumors. Hmm. Sure. Has anyone got any roster rumors they yeah. want to start us off with? Uh, we can bombshell loads of this stuff. I've heard rumors that CogCog's not getting a team. Um, wow. I've heard some things wow. about that. But, like, CogCog was one of my Good. players in the LJL. Like, yeah. like, like I've I rated I think in my really I think my good. my all pro I think I had Cog Cog over Kanatu actually I'm a big mm. fan I think that so I would I go I so and like in terms of like my top three and then like kind of hanging around there at the bottom was Kanatu just underneath that but I had like Ebby Cog Cog Rayfarki and even yeah. then Rayfarki had a bit of an off year because of the whole burning core stuff so like Cog Cog was the one guy I'm like yeah he's the guy that can contend for Ebby still you know they played they played against each other so much. Oh no, the win rate is heavily skewed in favor of Ebby. But like on the eye test, CogCog's one of those people like you can actually build a team around. Um I like that. So rumor that he's gone. I don't know how much we want to rattle through this because I know we're getting out of time. But my initial re- reaction is what the hell? <laughs> I mean, I was that is just that would be shocking if yes. it actually would be true. Yes. Um and he Mental. was our third he was our third overall all pro team. Yep. Like the fact that someone like that doesn't make it, but then we have seen like Players like Jazuke, players like Johnson, players uh, like all over the world at the moment just haven't got re-signed for a wide variety of reasons. Um, and it would just be such a kicker because that's an LJL native player um, yeah. not playing that was a defining player. Mm. And wow. um, unlike Hoglet, Honey and Aria, who have either stayed and moved teams or moved on to other regions, Cogcog wouldn't be doing either. He would just not be playing. So mm. I would be gut-wrenched to not see at least one more season from him when he's still on such a good place of his career at the moment i think i want to talk about another player Mm -hmm. that is rumored to be returning back to the ljl and last time he was here gentlemen we pegged this team as the super team oh yeah they were building it Another team now might be building a super team in the LJL. The Spookawoka Softbank Hawks Gaming Checkbooks, I believe, are out, gentlemen. And Blank is coming home, boys. 
Yeah, Woo! He's back. He's anyway, back, it, was, it was Kenzie that broke it too, mm -hmm. so it's pretty good info. Pretty legit. Yeah, we're looking likely to have Blank on the Hawks. Uh, they're one of the few teams I think that could pay for his budget. There are also some rumors, I think, that the Hawks have been in talk with some relatively big name coaches, actually, potentially mm. as well. Because um, the Hawks have links would... with T1. They're, in fact, I yes. think actually currently the Hawks have either their old academy roster or their main team from like blah, blah, blah. There were some Hawks related players at T1's Korean training facility. Yeah. The links are there. So, yeah, there's, there's been some rumors. There's been like a, a few some potential of the, a T1 people. upcoming players are now going to C9. So, exactly. Because yeah, they had LS as their link, right? Of course. Which oh man, the, the Berserk now that. Oh. Berserker and Summit, baby. That's going to be an interesting one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for the Hawks, I think they have got the money to make things happen. They've clearly been making some interesting moves. Blank's already shown he can succeed in the region. There are a few players I, I, I have my eyes on to see whether they end up on the Hawks. Mm. Kinatsu, for example, I think may well end up on here. Um, you know, Ryan I, I potentially or Nemo. Ryan, or you know. Two. Like, if like I would love to see I mean Cog Cog on that team would be Cog Cog plus Blank mm. would be great. Uh, although we've already said he might not be getting a team, which is a real mm. shame. Um so yeah, excited to see where the rest of this roster shapes up uh, and whether Blank will have um some good players to play for. And I will say, if Dasher is still on the Hawks, and remember Dasher was our pretty mm. much out and away second best mid in the LGL because yep. the mid lane pool wasn't awesome. It was stable, but it wasn't awesome in the LGL. It was basically just Arya and Dasher, and then a lot of people like being fine, mainly control mage players, and that was kind of it. With like he a couple of kind of the king of that like lit yeah. next role. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was like perfectly serviceable, but like Mega Min would. I'm hopeful that Mega Min will actually start challenging that next this hopefully. year. Because yeah. if he doesn't, it's gonna be like, mate, you've he's had probably your two gonna get, he's probably gonna plateau at that point, and you're like, he'll be like, well, another, I hope he doesn't. It'll be like another another like another like recap level player ish, ace level, that kind of like good. But like you're not gonna, you're not really gonna make that splash after the point. But yes, I think if you're playing like blank Dasher, actually with the players across the league, and then the other rumored player, which we'll probably talk about next on DFM, mm, um, yes. if things come to be, I'd say actually on paper that's the best mid jungle two v two in the league because blank actually last time I was here was very yeah, was very, very good. good about very playing good. around mid jungle two v two. Like the way he played with Pyrian, even though Pyrian had a bit of a shocking season, like the, the year before that, and all the rest of it, like it had well a couple of weren't because he was on that awful Origin team going into a bit of a mad Hanwha life. Where was Pyrian? Was he KT? I'm trying to remember. Anyway, yeah, he, he was had on a... blank was on KT. Yeah. No, 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 Pyrian. Pyrian before that. Oh, he went back um... to the LCK for a little bit. Anyway, oh, like oh, he kind of he, look. He he didn't have the best stats, right? Uh, even though the eye check kind of like passed for him. Like I mean, that's one again one of the other arguments for like. Stats don't really do Pyrian justice. Kenzie Algel, Blank Pyrian did a really good job. And like you had you had Steel and Saros who were really good, and you had um Arya just kind of winning mid-jungle 2v2 on his own. And then it really was the Sengoku mid-jungle at the time then. So I'm looking at Dasher who could actually be potentially unlocked by this, particularly because Tussle didn't have a great mm. split this year. No, he didn't. Um who knows where Tussle's gonna end up to. I mean, he's if one he of the big anyway, old time old timers mm. in the the LGL. Um I blank could Rustle, rustle some feathers again. Um, hopefully, it's a because he had a really bad finish to the LGL in his last series. That very graceless zero three dump out of playoffs by by DFM in in summer twenty twenty, where like he just didn't connect with his team. Um, like I hope he comes back with more of that fire and really just comes back and ups the level of the jungle in the, in the LGL. 
I would love that if Blank and Dasha could come together. Um, I mean, I think that that is also where Kinatsu is rumored to be going to. And I think, Mm -hmm. honestly, if that is the top side of the Hawks, man, they needed to re-sign Honey. They should have re-signed Honey. And like, honestly, I just don't don't know how that team couldn't be a super one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm excited to see who they do get in the bot side. Um, potentially they might import, right? They could import for the bot lane uh, some crazy yeah. AD carry. Teddy? T1 Teddy coming I, over I, after retiring? I thought Teddy was going... Oh, where was, was Teddy going? the rumors? Was it oh, was he a freaker? Possibly? My apologies. Yeah. Then. I can't remember. Yeah, but I, think like, was, I think it was a freaker, yeah. There's, there's a chance that... Some, I mean, like, I, 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 just, like, I feel like through, yeah. Teddy is... Teddy, uh, Teddy came to the oh, LGL. Yeah, no, he be signed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, a freaker. I'd better say he's a good... Teddy and Keen sounds like a great roster. In fairness, quite excited to see that. But um, oh, if the Aria rumors had end up on a freaker again, oh, oh. wonderful. Oh, would have been, been great. Keen oh. Aria Teddy, love it. I think it's worth, oh. gentlemen, to move over to um, as you alluded to, Nymera, the detonation focus me oh. rumored new mid laner that is being spoken about. I believe it's Yaharong. Yaharong, is... yeah. Mm. The rumored at the moment, uh, former player for Fredrik Byron? Byron, yeah. Byron, yeah. Um, uh, had a lot more success when he was still, when, when Jin Air Green Wings were still around. Um, he was on there for uh, a long time, yeah. Played with them for a while, ended up winning, or no, getting second place in challenges in 2020 summer. Um, so actually had a very good debut as the main starting mm-hmm. mid laner. I don't know how the Fredit stuff went, kind of, because there was another other mid laner who three Lava, other mid laners who you know, it still remains. Oh yeah, Chieftain as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, guys, what's your thoughts on this player? Um, they're a complete unknown for me. I'll be honest. So what happened was when the rumor came out at the same time that Arya was basically that confirmed going to KT. All right, or uh, yeah, yeah. But, um, I messaged Chronicler and was like. If you're going to be casting Aria, do you want any facts about him and stuff like that? Because I know quite a lot. And basically we just traded some messages and all this other stuff. And basically what Chronicle was saying is that Yaharong, like, while he kind of had a bit of a difficult situation in the in mm. the LCK because of, you know, Bria not not being awesome, uh, he's mm. definitely much uh, much better than, than the results showed. And he's a very flashy, yeah. flare, flare-y kind of player. So, you know, basically just yeah. look out for him. I, I'm, I'm going to pump him for a bit more specifics on that. But um, I, I, I don't think it's ever going to be a replacement for Arya, particularly if he's not fluent in Japanese as well. That's going to disrupt the communication mm. in DFM regardless. If, if they, even if they re-sign everyone, right, it's going to affect some things. I mean, Steel will um, be a pretty critical sign to do the translating yeah. again. I I think that trying to plug and play with Yaharong is going to be difficult, and that's potentially going to upset the chemistry in DFM, which is always a very big thing that we talked about whenever there have mm-hmm. been changes to DFM. Um, I mean, I don't know the whole implications of the whole like knock-on effects this will have but i hope that dfm are going to contend i just don't know if they're ever going to reach the level of form that we saw this year it's looking very unlikely well you can only have lightning in a bottle once right yeah unless your name is like um oh come on yennefer and you can do that as like, unless it's like a really good semiconductor <laughs> with like need to watch season two of which yeah, i've not, not watched it yet either it's just come out really. Looking forward to watching that. Anyway, that was a that was a big tangent, and I apologize. I, I think Yaharong, I, I think that's pretty wise words from Chronicle that the guy has been had his moments of brilliance, but he's been on rosters that 
haven't necessarily been title contenders, hell, even playoff contenders. Jeanette in the in the years when it was Teddy or bust, um, you know, like there's some other, you know, those kind of things. Where you go, this is another one of those chances. Where it's a chance for a fresh start. We know DFM has the rest of the core there, pretty good, assuming players stay. Obviously, like for example, Yang has left. He, he's mm -hmm. off to another team. Um, I mean, so the thing is, like, like a player like this was part of the the Jeanette that went 0 and 18. Like, I do, yeah. I I I don't know, dude. Like. No one's going to quite fill the shoes of Arya for DFM because DFM because Arya came into a spot where he was replacing the Emperor, and yeah, Arya really did that. It. He delivered exactly what DFM asked him to do, and I think what's going to be really important because you've set us up for this initialized perfectly. Mm. What does this era of DFM now look like? What is the makeup of this? Do they retain players like Ebi, like Utapon? Mm. Do they remember? Do they re retain all of this well, stuff? Steel yeah. and Gang have probably only got another year, and it's rumored that Gang might still have another year kicking in him. Mate. So, yeah. do they stay with DFM? Is that still guaranteed success, or I... do we see something crazy like Utapon Gang going to the Fukuoka SoftBank Hawks? I mean, like here's the so here's the like That's spicy, if right? DFM holds on to the other four members. Hell yes, they should be put towards the top end of that table, saying, "Yeah, these guys are really good." And but Yaharan, I would say, you know, like has got his moments, and maybe there's an opportunity. Like I don't think that's necessarily like he. I don't think he's Arya, but I don't think it's necessarily mm. going to get rolled by LJL mids. Probably, I like, would actually say though, if they keep everyone and put Yaharong in, if they go towards a style where they just kind of let mid do its own thing, like Arya did, right? Just just let him succeed in a vacuum, mm. or, or or do whatever in a vacuum, mm. and then play around the rest of the map. I think they'll be, still be a contender. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think they are. I don't know if I put them on paper favorites. I don't know if I'd be that. Definitely not. Um, you potential, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, if if Hawks signs who we think they might do, potential they'd be there. scary. They'd be yeah, pretty, I see it, it. Depends, depends who they get as bot lane, right? Dash but has proven as well, right? Blank, Blank, Dash, Dash, really Blank Dasher is a really good combo. A good combo. And now yeah, also, exactly. I know Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah. um, Unica. Like that is proven. But like, right now. but but, the, but yeah, there is actually something to be said about how much catch up do the other teams need to do in terms of synergy, in terms of the yeah. communications that they got, in terms of all these other inbuilt things. And the LGL has typically had to play a whole split oh, of catch up yeah. before summer comes through, and that's and, always obviously yeah. going to put DFM ahead. I don't think, though, actually, that they'd have potential ceiling to be a team which really clicks. Well, I mean, that's just, I mean, for me, assuming the other four members of DFM stay, and that's the big mm -hmm. assumption, they need to stay. If all four of the others stay, then I, I still think it's on everyone else to prove DFM aren't good enough for the time. If you removed any one player, would you say the same? If Gang had to no. go, if Utapon had to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. then no. I, I think, I think, I think then they'd still be a contender, but it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be the same kind of yeah, they're still the kings until someone proves me otherwise. Yeah, um, and, and I, I think... as it stands, if if this Yaharong's coming in and he's coming in with at least some blessing with from Hellfire. the LCK like analysts, then for me there is still like okay. This is still the team to beat. They still did app. They still did damage at Worlds. I still have belief in these guys. We've they've done it for so long and been at the top of the game for so long. Someone would need to prove me wrong. But that, the thing is, Arya had proved himself in the LJL to be the best mid laner yep. in the region. Yaharong, assuming every other member on DFM does that. There is the expectation that they run it back. Like, what kind of pressure is that to put onto a player? Because the shoes he's stepping into is now, yes, you're going to the LJL. People could see that as a downgrade. Mm. 
and that Arya has upgraded now to the LCK. If Arya has a good split in a place where you never had that much success, and then you it don't gives us a give the FM for the first everything, time ever, actually. It, yeah. It, it is the opportunity of a lifetime for this guy, assuming everyone else from DFM stays there. Mm -hmm. I like I I hope it's just plug in, take a spring off, come back in the summer. They don't go to MSI, but they maybe go to Worlds. And like that's the kind of way I could look at it. But and again, like yeah. me, this, this, I mean, I'm just looking at Rascal Jester potentially keeping at the same level of power, not having to play catch up, actually might even play a better style for themselves if they're playing more mm. bot, bot focus, because I know it's going to be more weak side rather than like trying to put resources top lane. Play towards yep. Soul and Secret, who are so incredible. Like, I think I would put Rascal Jester maybe as on paper then. Ooh. And then we have to wait on the Hawks and say, actually, who do they get into the bot lane? Yes, they have to make these pieces work together, but like, it's a tough task to call the favorite. Do I think that these teams are better than. Even their last year iteration, a bit hard to say. I think that the Elder's going to be a bit... I think that'll be a sus, good but... comparison one to go into this year. What? Who would we prefer, 2021 or 2022 roster? For all these Man. teams, that's, that'll be a great yeah. one to do. That's I content. That that's, nice. that's content. We'll save that's that. Content. I know we just clicked over to like an hour and a half. I don't know how much longer we want to keep going. We've, have we been through all the rosters now? I think CGI I know nothing. CGI I know nothing. So I, I can't say yeah, anything on them. Anything. Yeah. Axes I know. Well, Megan signed. Basically nothing else. No, uh, I don't know anything about that. And Hawks is currently rumored. Yeah. Blank and Kinatsu. And we're hopeful that Dasher returns because second best mid laner yes. in the region. That, at that's least a big part of my opinion. Maintains it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know of any mm. other rumors that i think are worth talking about currently um obviously there's some talks that uh v3 have extended um long contracts with all of the members of their team but i mean that'll be interesting to see if that remains true or not mm -hmm. i mean it's i think i think what's interesting is to think like a player like it seems to be that ace potentially might not be playing for a team and might be the head coach for v3 sports like That'd that's crazy actually kind of crazy to mm. think but like again we don't know because remember all of v3 is now replaced right so there's a lot of players around obviously we've already mentioned kolkog we've already mentioned Reiner. are there any other notable players that haven't got teams at the moment confirmed that we mm. really would like to see coming back hmm well i mentioned cog cog if yep, Rhino doesn't get a team, okay. I think that's a huge mistake to yeah, potentially. Gango. Uh, Gango. 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 Yeah, that's a good shout. Be well, Gango, I, I believe, has moved ago, off. Um, Gango. Uh, oh, no, it was Crash. Crash yeah. has um, gone over to Finabache Esports. So uh, congratulations yeah. to him. I'm still having, uh, having work. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think Crash was fine this year. I think he had his ups and downs, had some very high moments, had some not-so-great ones. Very low moments, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm just looking through everything else. We've already talked about Gadiaru. Yep. Yeah, There's I mean, a like, lot uh, of CGA, or I'm like, mm. I um, Nap I'm... would be a sad player not to see one yeah, I th I think Nap, Yeah, I, I think Nap he's plateaued, Cog but... Cog Cog's the huge one. Cog Cog's a big one. I mean, we've already said I'd like Proud to come back, but he's clearly retired as it stands. Mm. Um, I think it's just make sure Nemo has a spot somewhere. Nemo would be a good... I think, again, he has proven there's a good ceiling there to work with. Uh, I think Gango, as mentioned, is a good shout. Um, and then the other two... Ashi, come back. Don't leave yeah. us. The only, two, the only two which I think are pretty egregious to miss... Well, I mean, we kind of talked a little bit about Tussle, but again, not, not a great split. And then Affermen as well. Had a bit of a meh year. We know yeah. his peak, though. 
Very fun guy. He's Papa Man as well now. He's, he's, he's got a kid. Although apparently a load of the LGL pros have just decided to have kids in the last couple of years. Seems, so seems like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, Papa Man's had some good moments too, you know? Like, and he's, he's such a fun player to watch. He's a bit of a firebrand um, in terms of like just always drawing in fights. Just like, he's going to find himself in a 1v3 at some point in the game. It's kind of inevitable. Um, so I'd like to see him back too. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with a lot of these players. I mean, that the revolving door may provide its bounty once more gentlemen to end out this episode and to uh, reference the season that it is in mm. it is christmas time and i'm gonna come to each of you first before i give my own but i want to come to you first initialize can i ask you underneath the christmas tree what are you going to be asking for santa at your number one spot for LJL Christmas wish. What is your LJL Christmas wish initialized? That we end up with a team that can go to MSI Mm -hmm. and continue the work laid down by DFM, that it will not be a flash in the pan. It's a little bit of a silver lining. It requires a bit of work to do. But it's a win. Imara, coming uh, to you. What's your LJL Christmas wish? LJL officially official. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. That, that'd be I'd cool. like that. <laughs> I'd like that one. For me, I just want to see. Oh no. Megumin pop off. Explosion properly like i wanted in 2022 i want to have a breakout season from megan that's what i want i want my ljl rookie to well and truly now no longer be a rookie and to graduate to um defining member of the ljl and come a stalwart (laughs) for years to come that's what i want for the ljl wait what's what's this uh the rest of the mine is the ljl Dunks on C9 again. Oh, I mean, that'd be hilarious. Fuck, yes. That'd be yes. hilarious. Wait, it's yeah. gonna happen. The fact that it kind of came down to oh, it's not actually a rivalry, and then like they lose and then it's pretty wonderful. And I'm like, in fairness, in fairness, like I can understand them backing themselves like that, but I mean, obviously for us, we've basically got like our dream LJL scenario happened, and it was wonderful. It and was like, fun. if we can conjure any of that again, bring it on. It would be glorious. Well. With that, gentlemen, I do believe we are reaching the very end Mm -hmm. of the podcast for this summer special. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will be uh, potentially doing more of these random podcasts um, as we get slightly closer. Um, When spring season has more details and announcements, we will announce our plans and everything for the LJL Mm -hmm. 2022 spring season before we get on to the summer season and everything else. Gentlemen, crazy. Season three, we're going to be starting on the podcast. Crazy. We've been doing this for two years fully now. Three, year number three is upon us. There we go. It's been a long time. It's been a pretty good pretty good set. We, we sucked for a bit. Even we though did. our first podcast is the one with the most views, we, we, we kind of sucked for a bit. And now we're pretty okay, maybe. <laughs> it's listenable. It's tolerable. Uh, I feel like I, I sit like... here for an hour and forty minutes every time listening to you, no. Nat. I mean, I Nat on too, but we us Nat on, <laughs> Nat on. 
Um, coming over to you first, Nightmare. Got anything you want to shout out for Christmas or anything in general? No, just, you know, keep an eye on the old socials and doom scroll through my feed just as I doom scroll through everything else. I'm sure I'll have some stuff to talk about at some point. It's just a lot of stuff up in the air right now. Looking forward to it. Also slightly worried as well because that's just the person I am. But I am pretty excited overall. Um, so just keep an eye out for, keep an eye out on the horizon. Initialize, what about you? You got anything you would like to plug or say around this time of year? Pay attention to my Twitter because there is a, this is the announcement of the announcement that I announced earlier on this podcast and on Twitter. But the announcement will be cool. It's pending. Announcements, ladies and gentlemen, to end us out. We might be looking for help soon, but uh, we might be. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Who knows? Who mm-hmm. fucking knows, ladies and gentlemen? But anyway, I um. Happy Christmas, everybody. Happy Christmas. Have a great new year if we don't do any content. And ladies and gentlemen, the OGL's coming back. We'll be there. Will you, ladies and gentlemen? Will you? Will you? Will you? Thank you, everyone. Bye! That's it. We're done.